Hello, and welcome back to the Patrick's Green Tea Podcast. This episode will be made into two versions. The episode I recorded on the date is mostly me playing guitar, you know, again. Um, and among the copyright material, I do put out some original improvisatory music. One song even has some improv vocals. It's kind of funky, you know. Um, there's hardly any verbal podcasting going on, so I thought it would fit better as a Patreon exclusive, which you can find at patreon.com slash patrickscreentea. Uh, you can listen to the you can listen to the episode and all the future Patreon exclusives for five dollars a month, and more perks and membership levels will come in the future. But right now, that's what we got. Uh, I still wanted to release something for this date, since there is a text file that I wrote before recording anything. So the second version of this week's episode will be what you're listening to right now. Um, I will go through the text, which you can see on patrickscreent.com under supplementals, label with the date. Um, December 8th, 2018, and I'll go through it live in just a moment. You know, something a little different. So, let's get to it. December 8th, 2018. Alright. Chapter 18-19. Welcome back to the underworld, featuring Jesus. Um, at this point in my highs, occasionally I would get, um... So there's this game called Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 2. Amazing game. Um, many of you probably know it if you're into gaming. Um, it was a cornerstone of my childhood. And either way, it, it's, it serves as the best analogy for what was happening. Uh, in the game, every time you encounter the new chapter, you, like, you complete all the objectives for that section of the game in the next section of the game is coming up there's a chapter heading like everything freezes and then you see chapter three a day in the life or whatever it is and for me um i got these chapter headings and for some reason this was like i can't remember what it was whether it was 18 or 19 that's why i have the dash there but it it sort of like was a, a summary of what I thought would happen in the future, but it was something that like sort of came to me, not something I sort of like wrote down or anything, or not something that I con conjured up necessarily. Um, obviously, it was all in my head, but welcome back to the underworld. I had felt, especially during my um, the previous hospitalization that I mentioned, that I had been in a sort of like personal underworld of like not really know, knowing what was going on, everything being out of my hands, everything just going to shit. Um, it was like... It, and I, I've been... There was a uh, an album or an EP, I can't remember what it was, called Rival Dealer that my roommate showed me, where when I listened to it, it felt like I was literally in the underworld. Like, I, I was just like very vividly imagining... A scenario where the, the music was taking me there because the music is very very weird in that um whatever it is album ep um it felt very hellish and in that experience i felt like i was encountering like the unborn souls of like children or just like dead children or something just very like childlike ent entities um and um like the guard, the the whatever the guardians or the, gu the security of the place was like encountering me and like pulling me through and 
having me see stuff. It wasn't very, like I say vivid, but it wasn't very vivid. Um, like I said, it was just a very intense sort of imagining. And when I was going through it, um, it felt very like visceral more than anything. Like I was experiencing all these emotions um, that I, it's, I, I think I wrote down something about this. I, I'll, have to, I'll have to look for it, but uh, it felt like I was like going through all this stuff and like being like dragged down and then like born again through it, like an Odysseus sort of story experience. Um, I don't know whether, now that I think about it, now that I'm talking about it, I don't know whether this chapter was something that happened before or something that I was anticipating. I'm not sure. But I wrote it down specifically with the intention of remembering that these chapter headings were appearing in my um, mind, I guess. So the next line is, I'm in the third epic of the apocalypse, or epoch, I guess is the correct, correct pronunciation. Um, I have no idea what that means. But I I was thinking very apocalyptically at this time. Like, I was very interested in the Book of Revelations and everything, um, which was part of the mania, I suppose. Um, very, everything seemed so... Like, I guess there are times when everyone sort of feels like that, where, oh my god, this is so, like, whatever is happening is so apocalyptic. Especially now with um, the coronavirus which is probably old news for the time this oh wait no it's not old news i'm going to release this episode like immediately that's weird to think about i've never really done that um yeah the coronavirus like and uh, i people i know have said that they feel very apocalyptic or everything feels apocalyptic so that was sort of what i was feeling at the time i guess i don't know why it was the third epoch but whatever um next line better tell my story fast I can't it, it's definitely a song lyric ah uh, better tell my story I don't know I'm, I, I'm sort of lost on that one I don't know if it, it's probably a Grateful Dead lyric but it doesn't really sound like it, it sounds like it could be another another artist um I don't know there's probably no real significance with that anyway next line Zeus and Dr. Seuss are the same person, just S and Z flipped. Now, this this sounded super like, you know, like an epiphany at the time, just because they sounded so similar. But there's no, like, real, and, and there's nothing beyond that. It's, it doesn't go deeper than that. It's literally me thinking about the S and Z. <laughs> um, I don't know. High brains gonna be high brains. Next line, my life is an 80s TV show with the theme, break on through to the other side. Um, I don't know what about the 80s I was trying to think was analogous to what was happening to me. Um, I don't I don't know. I, either way, breaking through to the other side, it, I, being a an avid psychonaut myself, um, I am always sort of pushing the boundary, or definitely was at a point. Um, I don't know if I still am because I'm sort of scared of like um, mania and stuff now that I know that that's possible for my brain. 
but definitely at a point I was trying to like expand to see how far the brain could go and if there was more to reality than what meets the eye I guess and to people especially people who take sorry I got a phone call to people who take psychedelics um, there is this belief that you access another reality through th something like DMT where you break through um, that's a phrase that's used a lot so I want yeah I don't know I want to take ayahuasca at some point in my life um, in a shamanistic setting in a legal setting where because like we're all sort of born with like our brains obviously and I feel like we all have an innate right to explore it as much as we want to um, and it's our choice and I think it is a privilege to have the ability to do that um, in a life in a life I don't know what I'm trying to say in a life span I guess that um, is finite for sure that we don't know whether we exist beyond either end of the lifespan so I think it's sort of imperative that if you are to make the decision that you do it and like not hold it back or uh, push it back I should say um, and I am of the belief I'm of the opinion that um, DMT is something that's super interesting and the fact that it has very universal effects on people seeing the same thing experiencing the same thing entities or aliens surrounding you and having a sort of life review um, it, it's just fascinating to me and the fact that it's already in your brain like it's a it's a really weird chemical that is very it's well known and well uh, it's it's very familiar to shamanic cultures and they take it very often but in Western tr tradition it's like not even existing it's not even existent um, which is weird like we completely deintegrated psychedelics into our lives uh, and made them like very illegal which is like strange when there are simultaneously there are cultures that um, that don't have those restrictions they think very magically and not very reality based or whatever reality means but to like to them their realities for you know centuries has revolved around the shamanic and the mystical so and they, they're surviving fine and you know many times pe people from the west go down there to have shamanic experiences to cleanse them and uh heal them of whatever trauma or whatever and these medicines like psilocybin um, based on the Johns Hopkins studies has been shown to cure PTSD essentially and things like that so it's just really interesting um, I really enjoy studying this stuff even if it's taboo and I don't know say if I was to take to have like DMT or go to Jamaica where psilocybin is legal 
and report on that in this podcast. I don't know if that would fit within the scope of this podcast because I want to focus on marijuana, um, the legal slash decriminalized drug. But I think for sure I'm going to document them either way and put them out somewhere. Um, but yeah, the, the legality slash illegality of this stuff is like or the illegality, specifically, sort of turns me off when I try to, like, talk about it. Because um, I don't want, I don't know, I don't want any sort of repercussions. Um, because there there can be. Look, people like psych, psych substance go on, and do, he does his thing. And um, he's had problems fighting for, like, the custody of his children because of that. And that's a point that I don't even want to go close to. So that's why I want to kind of be a little careful about this stuff. Anyways, where am I? Redemption Day is in D-flat major. A major chord on a flat scale makes for a transcendent, magical, divine color slash theme of the music. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It was really cool to sort of figure this out. And, um, all those like weird scales, not scales, keys. Um, yeah, I don't know why I said flat scale, not flat key, whatever. It's a key. And, I don't know. Like, I, I think C sharp major. Or C sharp minor or something is a really cool one that I found out about. Um, it's like funky, and I think I want I want to take guitar lessons and really sort of learn this stuff and apply it because it sounds like really fun. But anyway, next line: "Love the way you lie" is a fucking violent song. Jesus Christ, Eminem, you've got some fucked up problems you're expressing in the lyrics. It scares me to know this song is probably popular among wife beaters slash violent people slash submissive guys and girls who accept the beatings. Frowny face. Um. I mean, is it? <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, in that moment, Eminem seemed like someone who would be popular among those people. Um. But, like, Rihanna was appealing to people who were, like, submissive and accepting, which made it really fucked up. Um, so, I don't know. Either way, it is, I don't know. It's a complicated song, for sure. Um, I don't know. Not much else I can say on that. I don't know those songs too well. If I'm being honest. Next line. I'm here in the subway all emotional while my New York pride... Oh, hang on, I'll restart. I'm here in the subway all emotional with my New York pride listening to Empire State of Mind. I've never listened to this song in the city. How fucking great the first time was with me high. Um, yeah, that was... When I do get high, it's like... Sometimes really good things happen, like 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 really profound things. Um, 
or just like they hit me really hard and to have that happen which is something that I was really um, proud of because like I was finally a New Yorker it was, uh, it was a good moment uh, so the next line is made friends with nitro stealers performed music that moved people made two ten dollar tips this is so fun so I guess based on like that information this was outside of a is for sure outside of the Brooklyn Bowl um, which is 21 and over so I couldn't go in but there were nitro sellers outside as there are with usually uh, dead or uh, Grateful Dead cover bands or you know Grateful Dead affiliated bands um, I'm, I'm sure there are other jam bands too um, I'm pretty sure they, they exist in the fish circle as well and on, let me just check my alright good um, so I was there playing guitar and I saw these guys selling nitrous I don't know what sparked the conversation or what but like we ended up because I was playing the guitar and there was no real good place to play it it was during maybe the intermission where there were people outside no I think it was when people were still coming in but it was dark I don't know anyway I ended up talking to them and um they, they were passing around a joint that they handed to me and I I don't know I don't know if I would take it now I might it's like risky I can't wait to just like buy it at a dispensary or something um, and did not worry about it but I took it and I played like crazily like I played like I was on crack or something not crack, cocaine. And um, <laughs> there was a guy walking by, going to the show. Who see me play? He's like, "I'll have what he's having," because it was it was pretty intense. Um, <laughs> and it was really rewarding to get those two ten dollar tips, because um, I thought that that's what. I don't know. I was going to say I thought that that's what I was putting out was worth. But I think just the reactions from people. And like I said, I, I moved people. That was enough for me. Because there's this one guy who was, I think, drunk. I know maybe he was high. I don't know. I couldn't tell. I wasn't versed enough in the different substances. Um... But he was, I think he was holding a beer. That's why I thought he was drunk. Um, he really liked what I was playing. And he was like really vibing with it. And he asked me at one point to play the guitar. And then he played it. And then he was so like high or whatever that he couldn't play it well. He was like, ah, oh, whatever. You just play me something. And uh, I kept playing. And he really liked it. And then I, like I was, again, going really crazy. And this was at the other side of the... Basically, the the Brooklyn Bowl is one corner of a block. 
and I think on the south corner is where the nitrous dealers were, and the west corner is where, you know, the west side of the corner was where I hung out the rest of the night and made the tips and everything towards the end of the show. And it was really rewarding. Um, there was another experience I had at Foxborough Stadium. Wait, no. I always think it was there. Uh, it was at University of Colorado at Boulder, which was where the, what is it called? The stadium. Fuck. I can't think of it. Whatever stadium it is that um, that and company play at. It was there that I um, had the experience of moving someone to tears with Eyes of the World. It was the song I was playing. And that was a really weird experience. It was a good weird. Because um, that's how I would like people to like experience it, you know. And that's how I've, like, I've definitely been touched by music to that extent where I'm just sobbing. It's an amazing feeling. And to be on the other side of that is just, I think I talk about it in the podcast later on when I go to Colorado, but I don't know. I Part of me wants to say the story again, just to have it said, you know, and not do the thing with the City Field Night 2 where I just never end up saying it. Um, I mean, it's just, I sort of did. There was not much else to it. I was playing Eyes of the World, and the, at the end of the song is where I noticed this guy listening and, like, watching and, like, head bobbing or, like, swaying, I guess, more like. And the end of the song is where you can, like, solo and just sort of let it trail off to wherever. And I was doing that. I was playing off the low E string and the the other one, the next one up. I'm so musically illiterate that I can't name it off the top of my head. But it's the next E, F, G, A string? Maybe. I think it's the A string. Anyway, that string... Um, mixed in with like the chords and everything uh, it was like some sort of weird lead um, and my guitar it just sounds so it reverberates very well it has this weird like echo that like has such a presence even when it's unplugged just like on its own it's a really beautiful instrument I'm really lucky to have uh, run into it at some like local music shop it's uh, an Alvarez. Um, I don't know the make and model or whatever. Spe- the other specs, if it even has any, but it for sure is an Alvarez. And it's like a smaller body than guitars usually are. So it has more of like the higher end of the whatever. The dynamics come out really well. So when I played it, this guy ended up like crying. I saw him. It was like sh- tears streaming down his face. And I didn't know that when I was playing. And I looked up. And I was like, damn. And he was just like totally transfixed. He, he stopped swaying at this point. I think it was just like staring. And like, I don't know. 
that that like stuck with me definitely stuck with me um and that's why i perform in all these places when i can move people even if it's like one person once every like six months or whatever it's an it's enough to make me really want to and like i've sort of forgotten that feeling of like doing it for other people i've been doing it sort of for myself for a while i haven't really gone out to perform really but it's so much more i keep using the word rewarding but it is so much more um i don't know when there's a community aspect to it and an audience it makes it so much uh deeper but um anyways i i It'll, that story will probably pop up again in the podcast. Anyways, I'll go, I'll go on to the next line. Also, the Bedford Avenue L train station looks like some... Sh- sh- <laughs> it's, sorry, this is like weird lingo I'm using. It's hard to read. The Bedford Avenue L train station looks like some straight Bioshock shit. All dystopian, cyberpunk looking, with rust and old white painted valves and echoey pre-recorded intercoms and chatter. Sound moves so longly here. That's long with an L-Y after it. Horizontally because it's trapped by the marble slash porcelain ceiling. So strange. Um, it, it was super weird. The L is like very outdated. <laughs> That's why they're doing such lengthy repairs on it. Um, but it looks really cool. I like there was no reason for me to be in Brooklyn on the L train except to go to the Brooklyn Bowl, really. Um and I've gone two times now. And I think that it was only this time that I really saw it in this state of disrepair. But it looked really cool in a very ominous sort of way. And that's it for that text. I don't know how to even explain this text file, but that makes it sound so boring. Whatever, you get it. December 8th, 2018. Um, I think this podcast will evolve and not have the same sort of structure. And I I welcome that. Um, as the episodes come, I'll sort of like react to it how, you know, the information is presented for that particular date. But like I said the um, recordings I made during this date, December 8th, um, they were probably fueled by me playing all night and being in that mindset. Um, And I was sort of, I didn't really know where the podcast would go at that point. Because it was, it was still pretty young. Um, and I, I wanted to see how I would incorporate music into it. And try to have like a... Like I said, I made a band camp for this. Um, for the podcast. Which is... I'm going to pull up the... <laughs> the link real quick. Boop, 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 um, It's coming up. Band camp. Patrick's Green Tea. So, I mean, like, it seems obvious, but I, I, some of these names are different 
like my Twitter handle, Patrick Green Tea. Um, but like if, if you type in Patrick's Green Tea anywhere, you'd probably, you'd probably find whatever you're looking for. So again, the episode I recorded with my music, copy, uh, copyrighted music, eliminated originals kept in, including this one called, uh, Samantha. That was pretty interesting. It was, uh, just all on the fly. That's going to be on patreon.com slash Patrick's Green Tea. $5 a month and you get it. And I don't know, there's probably going to be more stuff that you can get. Like, I have a journal that I've been keeping only, like, exclusively while, um, high. And it is certainly interesting. I have moments of lucidity where I'm very grounded and sometimes freaking out. <laughs> Other times it's just wild and just like the drawings there are just not that they're really profound because I can't really draw well, but they're just interesting to look at. Me trying to like defy the structure of the journal and do something interesting. And my attempts are very, um, there's something to look at. So, but I don't know if I want to release that on Patreon. That's, a, that's my hang up. Cause I feel like it fits too well into the podcast itself, but I'll, I'll just have a separate category on the website with it. But, um, regardless, that's just something that's floating around in my head. I don't know, honestly, what else I can put on the Patreon right now. Cause I haven't really thought too hard about it, but I'm, I, I've been looking at some of my favorite content creators and see what their podcasts, their Patreon um, pages look like. Some of them offer very little, if like not, if anything at all. Some people uh, offer uh, that you choose the, t the topic of discussion for that uh, week's episode for a certain dollar amount. It was $20 for the Tim Dillon podcast. Tim Dillon show, I should say. Um, so, so yeah. I th Oh, that's where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> I'm not even intoxicated at all. And this happens all the time. So, the podcast... Did I really forget what I was talking about? No. Calling the topics. I would want to do something more the style of a subreddit post where you all comment and then the, the highest rated comments over 24 hours um, get read by me. And it's like a Q&A style. Um, maybe like a live, like a audio only live stream on Twitch or something. I think that would be a great thing to do, but the fan base is just not big enough right now for that. And I don't know. It's sort of it's interesting. Just to give you an update, the podcast had about I don't know, like 20 hits the first day and then it like 
had like the same number the next day or something. Not not the first day, like four days in or something. It was like a spike. It was crazy. And then after that, it just dipped. And at most, I'll get like five hits a day. And that's rare. Usually, it's like two or four. Um, the two or one being more common um, per day. So, I'm trying my hardest to get this out there. So, it's I think it's up to you guys. You got to spread it if you like it. Um, tell a friend about the show. Um, you know, if if you like it, if you want to support it, that's the best thing you can do to support it right now. Um, Patreon is great. I really I would appreciate it. Like, I, I'm not gonna like hate it if you <laughs> support me on Patreon. It's like it's there for a reason. But the best thing you can do right now is just spread it. Because I I want it to grow and I want it to be a big thing with a maybe I don't know I want it to be a thing with a community. Um, there are probably steps I could take to do that that I just am not aware of. But. I don't know. Maybe it just will happen in time. I don't know, I'm too obsessed with the analytics right now. So, that was this this week's episode. It was a weird one. A different one. Hope you enjoyed it. So thank you for tuning in, as always. I'm Patrick, and sayonara. Hello, thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me at Patrick's Green Tea on Patreon, Discord, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, and Bandcamp, Patrick's Green Tea Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Instagram, at Patrick Green Tea without an S on Twitter. You can join our subreddit at r slash Patrick's Green Tea, you can make comments on the website patrickscreentea.com and on YouTube, and you can contact me directly at patrickscreentea at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and have a lovely day.